0: This is Take Back Your Country. And I wanted to talk today about a university professor who has been so wronged. And he is Peter Ridd, formerly with James Cook University, who was dismissed from the university, who has a legal case coming up in the High Court. And that is very important. It could be as important as the case brought by Cardinal Pell where the High Court unanimously returned the system of law, particularly criminal law, to the requirement that proof be beyond reasonable doubt and that there be a presumption of innocence. The Peter Ridd case could be just as important in relation not only to academic freedom, but also to freedom of speech in our country. The university arrived early in Australia. In 1850, the first university opened in Sydney and it opened with buildings which were reminiscent of Oxford and Cambridge and the very motto of the university, Sire Manziata Mutato. The same learning under different skies indicated that the university would be as free and as open to research and to academics expressing their genuine opinion from their research as they were in England, as they were in Europe and in America. But Peter Ridd, who is the expert on the Great Barrier Reef, after 27 years with James Cook, after being the head of the Maritime Research Laboratory, was dismissed for a string of code of conduct offenses. So many we'd be here all during this program if I were to tell you about all of them. But let me tell you about three. One was going to the media and not being collegial in relation to his colleagues. What on earth does that mean? He was also uh, charged with the offence of breaching confidentiality. He'd sent two emails about the case to his wife, and then he was charged with satirizing. Satire apparently is not to be undertaken at James Cook, which reminds me very much of the decree that the Communists brought in in Beijing against puns. Dictators don't like fun being made of them in relation to any of their activities. Well, the situation is that he was dismissed after 27 years, the authority on the Great Barrier Reef. Fortunately, he wasn't alone. He was supported by crowdfunding, that is ordinary people putting aside small amounts of money and helping him with his legal expenses. He had a brilliant QC, Stuart Woods from Melbourne. And in addition, he had the strong support of the Institute for Public Affairs. Now the Institute had previously been looking at Australian universities and it found that the worst offenders in relation to freedom of speech were three. ANU, our first Sydney University and James Cook University. Well, when the case went to court before Justice Salvatore Vasta, a single judge of the federal court, Professor Ridd won the case with the judge saying that the university doesn't really understand intellectual freedom, that is academic freedom. The university then decided to spend a lot of money on appeal, which of course tested Peter Red's resources. It went on appeal to the full federal court where in a two to three judgment, the court upheld the appeal by James Cook. The reasons given by the majority judges are quite extraordinary. They tell us that academic freedom as it means today, has been affected by such things as the internet, social media, student demand. There's not much student demand for this. Student demand for safe places. That's really a, a neo-Marxist demand, but anyway, there is a demand. This was as, These are about as relevant to academic freedom as global warming or gender fluidity or bimetallism or any of the various things that happen and discussions that occur in our community. None of these are relevant in any way changing the very basic concept of academic freedom, which involves the search for the truth and then espousing that truth. So, Professor Ridd is on appeal to the High Court, and that case will be very significant in Australia. Professor Ridd has just written a book published by that wonderful publishing house based in Queensland, Connor Court. Now, Connor Court publishes books which other publishers won't touch because they deal with things which apparently are not considered the sort of things one should be talking about For example, if you attack or criticize the discredited theory of anthropogenic, that's man-made, global warming, it's very difficult to get your book published, but it'll be published by Connor Court if it's a good book. Well, in this book, which is called Reef Heresy, and it's a very important book and well worth reading, in this book, Reef Heresy, Professor Ridd makes a number of significant points, and there's also a legal summary, the, the legal story by a young researcher from the Institute for Public Affairs, Morgan Beggs. So it's a very good book to acquire through Connor Court. But there, among the points that Peter Ridd makes, I'd like to bring out three, and I think they're very important. First, the great... Barrier Reef and he loves the Great Barrier Reef but the Great Barrier Reef about which we don't know much before 1966 that scientifically we don't know much it is not in peril it is not massively damaged it should be looked after but there is no problem with the reef at the moment and he assures us of this, he goes through all of the problems that the reef has had, the star thorns fish, and so on. These are relevant, but he says that the reef is not seriously damaged at the moment, contrary to what you will read in the newspapers, contrary to what you will hear from the politicians. And that's very reassuring. And if there's a person who knows something about the reef, it's Peter Ritt. The second thing is, and it's a general observation on science, and he quotes the that great authority, a, a journal on medical research and medical news, The Lancet, based in London, one of the oldest in the world, and they say, and this is echoed in other authoritative publications, much of scientific research is unreliable. In fact, they say probably about half of scientific research is unreliable Imagine if the same applied to engineers. We'd have planes falling from the sky and we'd have buildings collapsing, but we don't because engineers are much more rigid in relation to their learning. But if scientific papers, those that are published in peer-reviewed journals, are so unreliable, The additional problem is we don't know which ones are the 50% or so which are unreliable. We have no idea. The only way, there's only one way in which we can test the reliability of scientific literature and that is by replication. That is by another scientist with the same facts being able to reproduce the experiment with the same conclusion. And that doesn't happen. And that's the problem that we have. There is inadequate replication because it can't be done. And so we find more and more that scientific literature is unreliable. And the area, this is outside of what uh, what Peter Ridd is saying, the area of climate science is one particular area. We have no idea about much of climate science. Too much of it is based on computer modelling about the future. And that is very suspect. You certainly can't say this is based on something which is testable, something which can be replicated, because it's all about predictions in the future, most of which have been shown to be completely wrong. The theory of man-made global warming is one which is seriously discredited. And in fact, just on that, Peter Ridd makes the point that if there is such a phenomenon as global warming, significant global warming, but that is in question because there seems to be a suspension of warming, If there is such a thing, that's not going to hurt the reef because if there's one thing coral likes, it's warm water and coral grows at twice the rate in some of the reefs to the north of Australia and other countries like Thailand and Papua New Guinea. So if there is such a thing as a global warming, significant global warming, it's not going to damage the reef. But there's a third point, which I think is very important. This book, this book, Reef Heresy, is dedicated not to a person, it's dedicated to the farmer. Because unlike many other scientists, Peter Reed is very much aware of the consequences of science, particularly unreliable science, And he makes the point that because the politicians have panicked, the politicians in Brisbane and in Canberra, they've panicked and they've decided that the farmers and the miners and the North Queenslanders are doing terrible things which are damaging the reef. Peter says that serious damage is not occurring. He goes through each one of those possibilities, pesticides and fertilizers and dredging, All of these, and comes to the conclusion that these are not in any significant way doing anything to the reef. Well, this is a wonderful book, and the case will be very important because, although it's on a specific case, it will signal whether academic freedom and therefore freedom of expression generally is strong and well-protected in Australia. Peter Ridd's campaign is about the truth, about finding the truth and pronouncing it. The broader thing is this is part and parcel of that very unique civilization which we have inherited, Western civilization, and it has to be protected against the authoritarian forces, particularly those centered in Beijing, who would change it. Australians, it's time for all of us to take back our country.